Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. I know by experience. I've experienced it to a great degree. You know, people are trying to deal with sins without dealing with sin. You've got to deal with them simultaneously. That's why you need the blood, the word, and the spirit. Are you listening to me? So the blood is not enough. It's very important. But you, can, you can't just use it. And you know, it's fine and sprinkling the blood on their head and on their car. And on their... No, 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 no. It's for your conscience. You need the life of God for that. You need the power of the Holy Spirit for that. To deal with the, to, to, to clean out the sin. Having therefore these promises, the word. Daily but let us cleanse ourselves. Okay. Now, we're going to quickly look at some of these prayers and confessions. And we're not going to pray them now. I just want to quickly highlight them and their strategic importance as we close. Number two. Let's do number two first. I've told you what it is. Quickly. That's the one where we, where we deal with, um, um, I choose to fear God. Quick, 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 quick. Oh, God, pray for them up there. Good. No. I said pray for them. <laughs> I choose to fear God. I gave you the updated list this morning. I choose to fear this, number three. Number two is, I choose to fear God. Yes. Now, I'm not going to pray it. But I just want to analyze it. Many people, I give you instructions, they don't obey. You need to go and review all of these things. Go and get those books. If you bought them before, download. You don't have to pay. If you go to Amazon, you go to your, there's a place in your, you know, where it calls your orders and your lists and all of that. You can, you can re-download a, a more current version of the book. And you don't have to pay for it. Okay? So you can get all of these things. You need to choose the fear of God on a daily basis. Is not, it's a question of choice. Proverbs chapter 1 it says, and they did not choose the fear of God. The Bible says Jesus was hurting that he feared. It's a daily choice. You need to humble yourself. The Holy Ghost will not humble you. God will, like Papa Ralph told us many years ago, God will humiliate you <laughs> to make you humble yourself. But you have to humble yourself. God, watch this, Pastor Wale. God humiliated the prodigal son. By allowing him to almost feed on what the pigs were eating, then he humbled himself. <laughs> so if you, don't, if you don't humble yourself, God will humiliate you so that you will get to the point where you are ready to humble yourself. Mm-hmm. So, so avoid that. Just choose the fear of God. So you humble yourself, you know, and, and then, you know, understand the chastening. I explained this during the Bible study. Chastening does, you know, is God's way of, you know, correcting us just like we chasing our own children but not to destroy you the whole purpose of chastening ultimately is to save you if you don't listen it will take you to heaven prematurely like the boy in Corinth deliver him to Satan for the destruction of the flesh that the spirit may be saved but God doesn't want that God doesn't want anything like that for you so be quick to repent you know receive mercy and mercy will triumph over judgment next next part of it I added this recently and I said you know I choose to fear God you know, chastening if I disobey. Then I say, I, uh, uh, so I am more meek and lowly in heart. Where is that? Quick, 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 quick. Oh my God, have mercy on them. 
Okay. So I am more, I have more. You see, you're humble already, but many of us are already very humble because we've been saying something. But you need to be more humble. And don't stop until you are humble like Jesus. You know, of all the things Jesus could tell us to learn, this is the most important one. You know what he said? Take my yoke upon and learn of fire, meek and lowly in heart. You need to say daily and then pray in tongues and groanings about it. And that way you're building it into your mind. You build it into your will. You build it into your emotions. And after a while, that's who you are. Next confession is number three. That's the one on spirit of wisdom and revelation. Number three. The one on spirit of wisdom and revelation. Quick, 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 quick. I don't have time for rubbish. Say, Father, please give me a fresh and increasing. This is a prayer you need to pray every day. And the Holy Spirit had deliberately helped me put those words into it. Afresh and increasingly. I've told you my story. That was, you know, I got revelation very early in my Christian life and I got proud. So I stopped praying. I said, I don't need it. It's the people who don't have revelation that need to pray those prayer. Anyway, God humbled me, you know, and I went back. And since that time till today, I pray this. Every day. You say, I come to a church every Sunday. You hear all this revelation. It's because I'm praying this. Uh, give me afresh the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge of you. You know, and, and what I've done here by the I yet not I, but the grace of God, which is me, He's made a compact of all the Pauline prayers, especially the ones that de- deal with wisdom and revelation. So you see the Ephesian one prayer there. You see the Colossians one prayer there. You see the uh, uh, Ephesians five, Ephesians four, growing to the fullness of Christ, walking in love. The Philippians one prayer is all compacted. So you need to pray this prayer daily. And don't repeat it like a parrot. You have to say it from the heart. Jesus said, these people draw near to me with their mouth, but their heart is far from me. You see, these prayers are inspired by the Holy Spirit. They didn't come from Willoughby Johnson. They're already in the scripture. All I just did was put them together. Do you understand? They are apostolic prayers. That were given to the early apostles to take the church into perfection. We call them Pauline prayers, you know, uh, because they were given primarily to Paul, even though John too had a few here and there. We're going to see that in a minute, you know. But the truth about the matter is that they are apostolic prayers. Now, you can do with these apostolic prayers the same thing the church has done with the Lord's Prayer. Every Christian or nominal Christian can say the Lord's Prayer offhand. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You just rattle it like a parrot. It doesn't change their lives. You can do the same thing with this. So that's why you have to pray from there. Very critical. Number four. I love God more. This is the commandment of life and of love. Jesus himself told us to do this. He said, hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one God. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength. You need, these are the prayer you pray every six hours. I love God. You, so you, you, you do two commandments. The commandment of life, and then the commandment of love. It was John that gave us that. He said, this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. So, the first commandment is to believe on the name to receive life. He said, these things have we written unto you, that you might believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. 
Yes, you have life already, but you need more life every day. Greater measures of life. And then it is from that life you now say, I love God more with all my heart. And I love my brethren and all men, you know, and washing their feet. I'm not going to go into all of that. You know, all the details of how to do that is in that confession. You need to pray this every day. And for this particular prayer, every six hours. To allow the love of God, you become soaked. You become established in the love of God. You love God with all your heart, will, mind, emotions. You love your brethren as Christ loves them. And you pray in tongues, you, you know, with, with growing. So you build love. You build it into your will, your mind, your emotions, your body, your circumstances. And if you keep doing this six months, a year, two years, five years, that's what you become. God has given you, watch this, the privilege to recreate yourself. <laughs> Isn't it great? If any man being Christ is a new creature, all things are passed away. He's not giving you, said, now, okay, I, I've, I've done the hard part. I saved your spirit. You can now use my word and my spirit to save your soul and your body. That's your own part of the covenant. I've done my part. I've saved your spirit. I died on the cross. I shed my blood. I give, I give you life into your spirit. You're born again. Say, now you do your own part. You take my word and you take my spirit and you save your soul and you save your spirit, your body. I didn't hear amen. To overcome all temptations. Okay, next one. Let's jump. Number five. This one deal with the fruit of the spirit. I cannot overemphasize the importance of this. I also call it the whole armor of God. You know, pray this every day. So that, you know, all the different aspects of the fruit of the Spirit are being built into your soul and into your body. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. So you will think, speak, and act more like God as you pray. And in every circumstance, situation, you just find that, you know, as, as, as you pray these prayers and, 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 and these virtues become dominant in your soul and body, you won't be trying to be religious. You will just behave like God. You will think like God. You will speak like God. You will act like God. It is people who have started to do this that are going to be trusted with spirit out measure. If, you're not, if you don't, you're not going to be trusted with spirit out measure. It's too risky. You can't be trusted with that kind of power. You will abuse it. You will oppress men. Therefore, it is only those, not those who just say it with their mouth, but those who actually start practicing it and doing it. The next one is, uh, yes, number six, I keep myself in the love of God. This is to protect you against offense. There's going to be plenty of opportunities to be offended. People will do things, people will hurt you, people will betray you, and all of that. You keep yourself there, and nothing shall, it's a great peace. Have they who love thy Lord? Nothing. It is supernatural. If you do not do it by the power, the word, and the spirit, you won't be able to do it. Your emotions, your human emotions are too weak. When people hurt you, you will be offended. I'm not offended, but you see the way they behave, you know they are offended. I won't come to that church anymore. I won't talk to that person anymore. I won't go to that place anymore. I won't have any, ah, no, let them just stay there. I will stay here. I don't want anybody to hurt me. You're still a baby Christian. You need to get to a place where nothing can offend you. 
Jesus was betrayed by Peter. May not betray her, but he was denied by Peter. Jesus was not offended at all. He prophesied it. He said, you're going to do it. And then after he did it, you know. In fact, Jesus was in the, was in the courtyard of the high priest. Then the cock crew, you know, the, you know, he denied him the first when they were outside. Ah, you are with him. Ah, I don't know the man. And one girl said, near the fire. In fact, I don't know the man. I don't know the man. You know, I don't know what you're talking about. Then one of the third girl, girls came and said, surely, you have one of them. Your speech betrays you. You are also from Galilee. The Bible says he began to curse. Odin the apostle. He began to, ah, you know, to, in today's language, say, hey, all of magic, <laughs> you know, the kind of silly things people say. You know, he began to curse and all of that. You know, and say, ah, I don't know the man. And all that. Um, you know, and then the cock crew. Then Jesus looked back and their eyes became full. Peter was sitting near the people with the fire. So he looked at him like that. He saw Jesus. He said he wept out and wept bitterly. But Jesus didn't hold it against him. When will you become like that? I was expecting an amen. That I will become like that in Jesus' name. Some will say maybe on the millennial reign. <laughs> you have to become like that. Now. Otherwise you will not be trusted with the spirit without measure. Because you use it to kill people. Because, because they didn't allow you to come to their house. Fire! Holy Ghost fire! Are people are already doing it. With spirit, with measure, they're already calling fire and burning people and killing them and all of that. Then they'll come and give you spirit without measure. God forbid. They won't give it to you. Number nine. It will soon be through. And pay. Now, what I did here, I yet not I, but the spirit of God which was with me, I took 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and I put it into small bits of about four or five confessions. I didn't lump everything together. So the first one is where we all know the scriptures. I endure ambition and long suffering and all of that. So you say that every day. You say it. You see, what you say with your man, he says, the word is nigh thee in thy mouth and in thy heart that thou mayest do it. You cannot do these things because they're supernatural without the power of the Holy Spirit through your mouth. Now you not only make the confession, you also pray in tongues. Next one, quick. I'm not proud. Say so again, this is this humility thing which we did before. You, you see, it's a recurring decimal because pride is intrinsic in the sin nature. So you find there's so many confessions that deal with humility, meekness. I'm not proud, and so on. Next one. I do good to all men, including myself, but I'm not selfish. I don't insist on my own right. That's one of the greatest um, um, characteristics of the satanic nature. It always likes to get his own way. Insist. So people, they're always fighting. They're always arguing. They're always quarreling. They said, love is not like that. We shared this on Wednesday. He said, if they take your cloak, say, let them have your coat. Say, ah, they will strip me of everything I have. No, you don't know God. When you walk in love, God will protect you. I just got a revelation. If you let him take the cloak by not insisting, God will give you a hundred cloaks later. Your 
you're operating on a superior level. You're not, you're not like ordinary men. Ordinary men fight and, and quarrel about little things. Let, let, let them have it. If he wants you to go two miles, go, go, him. I go with him too. You know who is going to reward me? Not him, God. So I'm going to walk in love. Because love never fails. Next one. Almost done. Ah, I want to spend time on this. This one is very important. Forgiveness. Because you see, most Christians, I forgive people from the heart when they wrong me. Anytime I see them sin, by instantly asking God, this is not the, this is not the new version. By instantly God, my thinking... To cleanse their sins by the blood of Jesus. Give life to them. Next one. Okay, good. Later, pray for them in tongues. Lend them in wisdom without bitterness. But you need to build this into your mind, your will, your emotions. And behave like this. It's not only when people sin against you. That's included. It's also when you see them sin. You know what happens in the church, Pastor G? Very unfortunately, when people see people sin, it becomes a, 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 a topic for gossip. You're killing yourself. The Bible tells you what to do. Remit their sin. Ask life for them. There are three things. It's not just one. You forgive. Then you remit. That's why you are. You use the blood of Jesus Christ to remit. That's why I say, whoever sins you remit. So you say it with your mouth. I remit my wife's sin. I remit my husband's sin. I remit my child's sin. I remit my pastor's sin. Or whoever it is that offended you. Then I ask life for them. But I don't stop there. Then I pray for them in tongues. Why? Because when I pray for them in tongues, I'm going to edify them. See, when I pray for myself in tongues, I edify myself. When I pray for my brother in tongues, I edify him. So that the body will now begin to edify itself. This is one of the most powerful things God has given us. And what you need to do is say, ah, but I remember what they did. Ah, can you hear do me go in our language? That, was, that thing really paid me an emotional. You need to deal with it by the Spirit. Where your emotions, be, you know, become controlled by the fruit of the Spirit. So that you can relate to them in wisdom without bitterness. You will get there. You will get there. But it's not going to come by wishful thinking. It's going to come by doing the word. Be ye doers and not hearers only. Next one. Aha. This is another big problem. Worry. How do you stop worrying? Very simply, it's by prayer. When, when you learn to pray a lot in the spirit, you will find that whenever thoughts of worry come, you just ask God for mercy. You know, said, but everything by prayer. And supplication, which is ask for mercy, with thanksgiving. Father, I put that problem on you. I, I, th- I know you are working on it. And I thank you for it. Worry will disappear. Observe, there's something I, I put here that's very important. He says, I do not worry, everybody says after me. I didn't hear you. I cast all my cares and burdens on Jesus. How? By prayer and supplication. And thanksgiving with my thoughts. Watch this. Everybody scream it. As I pray in the spirit. The reason why worry doesn't seem to go away is because people don't pray much in the spirit. You do. This exercise is done with your thoughts as you are praying in the songs. So as you are praying, you know, and usually that's where the worry comes. 
You're praying in swear, and the devil come and tell you, ah, look at this problem. <laughs> that money hasn't come. <laughs> I'm going to finish you. <laughs> you know, that this happened, you know, that one problem with your, you know, your children, problem with this. <laughs> but if you learn to do this, as you're praying in tongues, you might be praying about other things. You pray for Nigeria. But when that thought just comes, just say, Lord, thank you. I know you're working on it. You know, uh, have mercy in that situation. You know what? The peace of God. Hello, somebody that passeth all understanding. Through that spiritual exercise, we keep your heart and mind. Okay, we got two more and we're done. Philippians 1 9. This, in, this one is not in, in this, all these first ones, they're all in keeping yourself in the love of God. That little blue book. This one now is both in practical guide as well as in. Uh, Perfecting the love of God. Look at Philippians chapter 1 verse 9. There's a reason why this scripture is so important. It's, a, it's an apostolic prayer given by Paul. It is telling you that your love should abound. But it has to abound in knowledge. In present, in all judgment. The reason why many people don't walk in love is that they don't have the knowledge of God's word. If you don't have knowledge of God's word, you will not have the wisdom of how to walk in love in certain situations. You will walk in the natural. You will walk in the flesh. You will walk, like Paul said, as mere men. That's why you need to pray prayer. Father, please, let my love abound yet more and more. I have it, but more and more. In present complete knowledge. In all judgment, that is discernment. In all same things. So, as you pray this, it will become built into you. So, when you see a situation, you will think like God. When you want to, you would know how God would think and act in that situation. The last one, and we're done. Now, this is the efficient prayer. We taught this some months ago. It comes back. If you're going to get the spirit without measure, this prayer, all of them actually, but this one in particular is compulsory. You must pray this every day. I, it, we've taught it in all our, you know, it's even in, you know, on the, all the, uh, on our social media, all the good morning Jesus is always there. That you grant me, I didn't hear you, according to the riches of the glory, to be more strengthened with might by your spirit, where? In my, you need that strength. It's not easy to walk in love, especially when you are emotionally hurt. Strengthening with my spirit in the inner man. So that Christ, I didn't hear you, will dwell more in my heart. He's not talking about your spirit. He's talking about your mind, your will, and your emotions by faith. So that all those confessions you are making, you know, for love, joy, peace, the power will be behind them. And so Christ, the Christ nature, the Christ character will become, will go into the mind, the will, and the emotions. So it's going to cause you to become more rooted and grounded in love, in your will. You'll be like Jesus. You know, you will love the unlovely. Not by emotion. It's an act of your will. I, I repeat this. I've said it over the years. Love is not unconditional. It's undeserved. Ah, pastor. In our language, that means you don't know what they did for me. You don't know. Ah, hmm. That's where strength comes to your will. Where you will love 
not because they deserve it. In fact, that is the very definition of divine love. It's undeserved love. You love them when they don't deserve it. But if your will is not strong, you won't do it. Your emotions will swamp your will and, 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 oh, and then, you know, you have all these uh, job advisors and all these other people, other very careful people you surround yourself with, they won't tell you, ah, sure they any. In our language, that means, are you a fool? I, 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 are you going to allow them to just run? Ah, you better, you better. You know, and you listen to the devil's counsel. Walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. Strengthen your will. So you will walk in love. As you do that, you'll be able to comprehend more in your mind with all saints. What is the breadth, length, depth, and height of the body of Christ? That is, you will understand everybody's level like God in the church. You will know the outer court Christian. You will know the holy place Christian. You will know the most holy place, the kingdom Christian. So when they do things or they say things, it will not hurt you again because you know where they are coming from. Comprehend with all saints. Understand how they think. Understand their level of spirituality. Understand their level of understanding. Then, you know, you can relate to them in love because you can comprehend. And so, I didn't hear you. To know more in my emotions, the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge, you see, because oh, this thing is a, is a road map. It begins with strength in the inner man, then, you know, uh, so you become rooted and grounded in love, which is will, then it affects your mind, now it affects your emotions. In my emotion, the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, this is a beautiful example that God gave me, you know, from the scriptures. Like Christ showed to the Samaritan woman, in spite of his knowledge of her sin. You know, most people will be resentful towards that woman. Not one, not two, not three, not four. Five! In, la- in our language, you're about to say, Odimeru. You know, if, if, if a woman has one husband or two, you understand. Maruto! Five! And just had that knowledge. But he still walked in love towards her. The love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge. My knowledge of your sins, my knowledge of your infirmities, my knowledge of your shortcomings will not stop me from walking in love towards you. The love of Christ, which is greater than knowledge. And this is the caboose. This is where we're going. That I might ultimately be filled in my body with what? All the fullness of God. This is the spirit without measure. But look at the way to get there. Love. Without love, you're not going to get to that place. Stand to your feet. That I might be filled with all the fullness of God. The life of God will be made manifest in the mortal flesh. Then you will be able to heal people like the woman with the issue of blood. You'll be able to raise Jairus' daughter and, 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 and the son of the widow of Nain. All those things, they want word of knowledge. They want gifts of the spirit. Just, just walking in. And then he saw this woman. Ah, the woman was crying. She's a widow. And I only saw, people must have been whispering to him. Ah, oh, uh, 
Lord Jesus, no, that woman, no. And he was moved with compassion. It was not the woman who called him. Jesus is bullshit. Pastor G, we will get there one day. Ah! I said, God, give me this. Ah, God, this is real power. Love, the excellent, the more excellent way to power. Jesus, he goes up and he stops the funeral procession. Will you dare it? <laughs> he stops the funeral procession because he was moved by compassion. The fruit of the Spirit, Holy Ghost. So he said, Stop! Put the coffin down. People say, Ahhhh! But you know, nobody could talk because they had seen Jairus' daughter. Ah, by that time, Jesus had had some respect. So everybody was, you know, they respected him. So many people have been healed and all that. Said, so put, put the coffin down. Open it. If that's even enough to destroy the faith of most of us. Open it. Young man. I say unto thee, arise. He said, and then he delivered him to his mother. And then they kept walking on. That's the thing about Jesus. So that kind of thing is not a big deal. It was part of what happened every day. You will do it. And greater. If you will learn to perfect the love of God. Let's talk to God. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.